Hello, this is the Tattooed Reverend. This is our first episode of this new podcast. I'd like to begin by reading a little bit of scripture for you as we get started. I'll be reading from John chapter 18 and verses 33 through 38 that say this. Then Pilate went back into his headquarters and called for Jesus to be brought to him. Are you the king of the Jews? He asked him. Jesus replied, Is this your own question, or did others tell you about me? I am a Jew, Pilate retorted. Your own people and their leading priests brought you to me for trial. Why? What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not an earthly kingdom. If it were, my followers would fight to keep me from being handed over to the Jewish leaders. But my kingdom is not of this world. Pilate said, So you are a king. Jesus responded, You say I am a king. Actually, I was born and came into the world to testify to the truth. All who love the truth recognize that what I say is true. What is truth? Pilate asked. Then he went on out then he went out again to the people and told them he is not guilty of any crime. You know, Pilate's question from our scripture tonight is the defining question of our culture, which is, what is truth? The book, The Gospel in a Pluralist Society, reminds us of the ancient fable from India of the blind men and the elephant. The original fable is told from the point of view of a king who leads several blind men to an elephant and asks them to tell him what it is they are feeling. And if you know the story, you know one man said, as he was feeling the side of the elephant, he said he was feeling a wall. Another one felt the tusk and said it was a spear. Another one, its tail, said it's a rope, and so on. Those who use this story to try to point out that all religions are merely an attempt by men, blind men at that, to grope after truth. However, those trying to make that point seem to miss some very important problems with the story. First of all, if the king were also blind, there would be no story. There would be no one to lead the blind men to anything. We also have to ask why the king only led each man to one part of the elephant, instead of allowing them to experience as much as they could and were able to cap- uh, and were capable of understanding. The most obvious gloss in the fable is that even though there were some people who were born blind, most are born with the ability to see. And sight is a gift of God who wants us to see and perceive. Another important point is that rather than each of them having a portion of the truth, none of them had a a part of the truth. All of them were completely wrong. What they experienced was not a rope or a tree or a wall. It was an elephant. And the most important point is the elephant was still an elephant in spite of what their perceptions were. The elephant was unchanged by their imperfect understanding of what they were experiencing. Their misunderstanding came from their blindness. So still the question remains, how do we know that what we are experiencing is reality and truth.
Do you have a hold of only a part of God? And is he only something or someone completely other than what we think he is? In this podcast, I want to try to help our listeners arrive at some understanding of the nature of truth and how we find it. So first of all, truth is known through revelation. Simply put, truth exists and God wants us to know the truth. This is the starting point of faith. And in the story of the blind men and the elephant, the king leads the men only to a part of the elephant and he wants them to experience only that part. You see, he only allows them a partial revelation and he never volunteers to correct their false perceptions. Neither does he offer any explanations. Followers of Jesus know that we have a king who doesn't try to defraud and fool us. He doesn't toy with us. He doesn't deceive us or lead us in a way that confuses us or distorts our perception. We don't have a king who hides truth from us, but rather reveals truth to us. He wants us to know and understand. And when he walks us up to an elephant, even though we are blind, he shows us the entire animal. He explains what it is, and best of all, he heals our blindness. You see, our king doesn't want us to live in dark. In the dark. He wants us to live in the light. He's also given us eyes so that we can see and intelligence that we might understand. He's given us touch and smell and hearing and taste. You see, it's impossible for us to understand truth on our own. But God links sense to sound and sight. He uncovers truth for us and reveals its meaning in our hearts. Our King, Jesus, leads us toward truth, not misunderstanding and confusion. And couldn't we all use a bit more of that in today's day and age? Neither does God leave us in the wilderness of conflicting truths to choose from. The Bible tells us that God has revealed himself to us in nature. We read in the book of Romans, chapter 1, verses 19 and 20, these words, They know the truth about God because he has made it obvious to them. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. The prophet Isaiah wrote these words, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of heaven's armies. The whole earth is filled with his glory. You see, listeners, we're surrounded by evidence of a creator, a designer. Only those who are willfully blind cannot see that glory. God shows us clearly that there is a supernatural intelligence behind the universe. You see, there is design and order everywhere around us, everywhere we look, which says that there must be a designer. The psalmist wrote this in Psalm 19, verse 1, The heavens proclaim the glory of God. The skies display his craftsmanship. You need only go out and look at the night sky and see the design and order and beauty of the creation. And more than that, there is beauty and pleasure. A fragrant spring day could plainly tell us that God cares for us and loves to bless us. A walk in the woods helps us to feel his presence. 
Lying on the beach and feeling the healing warmth of the sun should make us even more aware that he has made a beautiful world for us to live in because we are important to him and he loves us. The created order of things tells us many things about God, especially that he cares for us with a very great love. The Apostle Paul explained this to the Greeks when he said this in Acts chapter 14 and verse 17. He said, He never left them without evidence of himself and his goodness. For instance, he sends you rain and good crops and gives you food and joyful hearts. But, listeners, there is more than God's revelation in nature that helps us to know him, which enables us to be more than blind men groping at an elephant. God's ultimate revelation of truth was in Jesus Christ. The Apostle John wrote these words in 1 John 1, verses 1 and 2. He said, We proclaim to you the one who existed from the beginning, whom we have heard and seen. We saw him with our own eyes and touched him with our own hands. He is the word of life. This one who is life itself was revealed to us, and we have seen him. And now we testify and proclaim it to you that he is the one who is eternal life. He was with the Father, and then he was revealed to us. Now many have said that God is mysterious, and he is. But mystery is not an unsolvable problem. A mystery is a difficult truth which can only be known through revelation. You see, a mystery is when there is an answer and we're just not aware of it yet. We have to be shown that answer. God was known before Jesus arrived, but much of who he was and, uh, and, and is has been shrouded in mystery. Jesus Christ was the revelation that answered that mystery. The Bible puts it this way in Hebrews chapter 1. Long ago, God spoke many times in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets. And now, in these final days, he has spoken to us through his Son. God promised everything to the Son as an inheritance, and through the Son, he created the universe. The Son radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God, and he sustains everything by the mighty power of his command. When he had cleansed us from our sins, he sat down in the place of honor at the right hand of the majestic God in heaven. So, there is also a special revelation of Scripture. This special revelation of God teaches us very specific truths about God and life as well. The Bible speaks of this and says this in 2 Peter chapter 1, Above all, you must realize that no prophecy in Scripture ever came from the prophet's own understanding or from human initiative. No, those prophets were moved by the Holy Spirit and they spoke from God. So what does that mean? Simply this, that those prophets didn't make it up. They weren't in a trance, but subconsciously aware that they were being moved by God to write about what he was saying to them. They were imperfect men, but God was moving them and inspiring them by perfect power of the Holy Spirit. You see, the writers of Scripture were keenly aware that God was using them as his mouthpiece to a world that needed to know God's truth. The prophet Jeremiah said this, 
Then the Lord reached out and touched my mouth and said, Look, I have put my words in your mouth. You see, God used each of their unique personalities, and he allowed them some certain freedoms of expression. But he reliably spoke through those prophets and other offers of scripture. So what's my point? That we are not left to our own devices to discover truth. Our king has led us to the truth. He has revealed truth and made himself known as the ultimate truth. We cannot know everything, but we can know some things, some very important things with absolute certainty. The Bible says in Hebrews 11, chapter 1, faith is the confidence that we have that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. You see, through faith in Jesus Christ, we can know truth. So, we will continue this pursuit of truth in upcoming episodes and many other topics as well, I'm sure. But in the meantime, I encourage you to seek God with your whole heart. If you really want to know the way to go, if you really want to know what path to take in life, if you really want peace in this world of chaos, and if you really want to follow truth and life, then let me end with this question. Let's say you're walking down a path and you come to a fork in the road. At one fork is a dead man lying on the road. On the other fork is a living man. Which one are you going to ask directions from? My point is a simple one. The greatest miracle, the greatest truth, is that Jesus rose from the dead. And because he did, everything else he ever said or did is authenticated as absolute truth. So take care. Until next time, this is the Tattooed Reverend. God bless.